This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. It is time for Thought Council. I have an interesting lineup this morning of uh, leaders in, U- in political youth formations. And I will be joined on the line by Joy Maimela, coordinator of the ANC Youth League Task Team, and Mtokozesi Ngumalo, IFP Youth Brigade National Chairperson, and Luyolom PT, Federal DA Youth Leader. And we just want, you know, as we uh, continue this journey of Youth Month, to check how does the political youth leadership contribute to the progress of youth development in the country generally. There has been a lot of talk and, you know, questions being raised. Are we doing enough and who's meant to do enough? And I suppose the other question is, are we able to act in concert and not compete at all times in service of youth development? So let me welcome my guests. Um, Togo, this is a good morning. Welcome to Power Talk. Morning, Luca, and uh, morning to the colleagues that you've just mentioned. Morning to your listeners. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Joy, good morning. Good morning, Lukanya. Good morning to Power FM listeners and good morning to the panel members. Thank you very much. Loyola, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Lukana, and very good morning to all the listeners as well as the panel. Absolutely a pleasure to have all of you here. Perhaps let me start off with you, uh, Luyolo, and say, uh, which I'll give everyone a chance to to do this, to say, what is the state of youth in our country today? And what are the low-hanging fruit areas for youth development in this present moment? Well, look, I think we, we find ourselves really at a crossroads as, as young people, um, particularly looking at the economy that is, you know, at the point that it is where, you know, unemployment is high, um, young people are being left out, access to education continues to be a problem, access to higher education continues to be a problem. I mean, just last week we saw that a young person killed themselves because they were unable to receive NASFAS and therefore, were, you know, was left out of their university. So we are facing dire issues in this country, and particularly as young people. And I believe that we, we definitely need more collaboration. We definitely need more brains, more heads being put together to deal with the issues that we are facing. Um, and I don't believe that, you know, we have different, different ideas that we can't find common ground. Many of our ideas are similar. We want you know, one thing is common. We want to build young people in this country. Mm. We want to ensure that the economy is, you know, flexible enough to accommodate young people. We want to be able to have skills development. We want to be able to create jobs for young people and be able to have an economy that supports those ideas. Um, right now, we don't. And we need to find a solution as to why these things are happening. What do we need to do to really restart this um, economy again? Okay, uh, thank you, Liolo. Joy, I mean, uh, we saw you recently also embarking on a march highlighting, you know, the place of young people in society. What is the state of young people today and what are the key things that you believe can be done just in the short term to, sra- to try and turn around the fortunes of young people? Thank you very much. I think taking from the previous speaker, it is true that the state of young people in the country is actually very dire. I mean, the statistics have just been released recently that speaks to how 
the youth unemployment rate keeps on escalating and the issues that are around, that surround access to higher education and also the issues that surround creation of employment uh, where young people don't find expression uh, in, in you know, internships, in the work exposure and programs. And I think uh, that is what is at the center of a crisis of youth unemployment. I think the low-hanging fruit, it is true that we need to have an economy that creates more jobs. Mm. That's the first. Two, we need to look at the unlocking areas that present red tapes. For example, you have we have called for the scraping of experience as a minimum requirement for entry-level jobs. Mm. I mean, young people can apply. They even graduate unemployed because they are required to have experience when they want to apply for jobs. And that is something that government has committed to, but the implementation of it is what is a problem. So these are some of the things that we believe are low-hanging fruit. And also the national youth, um, the national skills, you call it the NYS, the national youth uh, strategy. Uh, strategy. Uh, we need to look at it and go deeper into understanding what are the issues that impede uh, uh, youth development in this country. There's also underfunding of youth development institutions, uh, including your NYDA. We believe it's underfunded, and we believe that with that underfunding, it can't make more impact. More young people can't be assisted with funding to start their own businesses. And we always say, where there are no jobs, young people must start their own businesses. But we don't provide seed funding. We're not supporting them to be able to start their own business. Absolutely. I mean, you have listened to your colleagues now on the line. Uh, to your mind, the state of young people in this country, how does it look? And uh, as the youth brigade of the IFP, what are some of the key areas you are saying here there should be intervention? Well, thanks, Lukon. I think my, my colleagues have spoken for me and highlighted what we as young people and just the young people particularly in, in rural areas. You know that through the, uh, the, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected a lot of people. can you just get closer to your mic? I'm, I'm losing you a little, so your, your voice is not sounding as great in my ear. Uh, let's try again. Okay, apologies. Yeah. Um, I was saying that my colleagues that have spoken um, before me have indicated the state of youth affairs and the state status quo of young people in our country. Mm. I mean, you walk down in any street in Nongoma, in Durban, you find young people sitting around the street corner not knowing what to do. Not that they're not capable. They've got qualifications. They've been to tertiary institutions, but they're just no jobs. I mean, the day before yesterday, the statistics were telling you that you've got about 74% unemployment. You've got 32.3 million young people who are unemployed who cannot get into the job. Now, this is the most extreme in over many years, it mm. tells you that as young representatives, and there's people who are deployed in various spaces in government or in, in, or in, in, in strategic places, have we done enough to, to bring our peers along? Because I think this is a discussion that we must have and, and, and not say that because one particular person has been deployed in the legislature, in parliament, or in, uh, in, in the municipality, or any other strategic place. We must have an intention to go back and take other young people, put them strategically into spaces where they'll be able to express themselves. Because I feel that once we have um, been able to ascend to greater positions, most of us tend to forget that our core mandate is to represent young people. 
um, that are, are at the most vulnerable spaces at, at this particular point. I think also the IFP has always believed in health, self-help and self-reliance. I think if our government had taken this initiative when we got into government as the black government to say, let us upskill our people, let us not close down um, skills colleges where young people were taught to have skills. If you are in a country where skills are scarce, where, where colleges that were giving our people skills mm. have been shut down. Now, you, you can't have a crisis of skills, but then you are shutting down the, the main institutions that are giving our young people skills. So once we have opened that and, and, and actually say to young people, you need to be um, relying on yourself. Self-help and self-reliance is one of the key um, 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 principles of the IFP. Because what does that do? It creates independence from government. Because I think every one of us now can actually say that since 1994, the ANC government has been saying they are going to create jobs but it has not been ha- happening. Okay. The, recent, the recent COVID-19 uh, issue can just come into the picture as a catalyst of what is already what, what was going to already happen in the next four or five years. Mm. Okay. Um, Loyola, I mean, picking up from these opening remarks from all three of you as, as youth leaders in your political formations, there's something that gets thrown around a lot uh, when we talk about youth unemployment. We say it's structural unemployment. And I know that uh, as the DA, there have been instances where you call for reforms to certain you know, pieces of legislation, including the Labor Relations Act. Uh, when, when you look at this phenomenon of structural youth unemployment, uh, according to the DA Youth, what are we talking about? Yeah, look, um, we we have an issue in terms of young pe- people being able to to access the workforce and the job market. Many of you know young people don't have skills that speak to you know the workforce that we we have in the in the country. So you know we're not skilling young people to speak to the economy. We're not skilling young people to speak to you know the direction of where this economy is going. Um, and so I think a lot of the conversation is messed around, you know, being able to give young people skills, um, but also be able to prepare them to meet the economic needs of the country. And so when we don't prepare young people from a secondary tertiary level uh, to be able to connect with the current job uh, economic uh, uh, direction of the country, then we miss the point. A lot of the, the, the work now, you know, moving into the fourth industrial revolution um, there's not, you know, there's not a lot of work that is being done to speak to those issues, speak to that economy that we want to create. Um, you know, certain sectors like mining are dying, dying in this country. Um, so how are we looking at different sectors and using those sectors that will be, you know, flourishing in the next 10, 15 years and start inculcating those particular skills to speak to those particular um, young people? Like, for example, the green economy and the blue economy. Um, they've been left out. Those particular uh, sectors are not necessarily being used to their full potential, particularly for young people. I mean, you never hear a young person speak about how they are, you know, are involved with, you know, harbors close to the sea, how they are, you know, uh, working through market linkages, through, you know, ships and containers coming into the country, imports and exporting, because we don't know any of anything about it. We have not been... Um, you know, skilled to be able to tap into that particular market. The green economy is another one where, you know, the production of hemp um, in many countries has, has been seen as a sector that is actually part of encouraging and, 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 you know, growing the GDP of a country. But in this country, we have not had those discussions. Instead, we've had, you know, promises 
on, on, on change of legislation, uh, the legalization of cannabis, but nothing has actually happened because, you know, when you look at these sectors, I mean, creation of oils, body lotions, mm. um, um, farming um, of, of hemp is a huge industry that we have not tapped into. Instead, you know, we, we are continuing with sectors that are dying down in this country, sectors like mining, um, sectors like agriculture that lack support, but if they were supported, can really be explosive in terms of growing the economy of this country. So I think when, you, when we talk about structural unemployment, um, it really, really, for me, speaks to ideas of an economy that really is not meeting its people where they need to be yeah. um, and is really not meeting uh, the, the, the skills uh, um, of these people that we have in this country. Um, in a way that it needs to. Okay. Joy, I'm going to take a quick short break and I'm going to ask you when we come back, uh, who should be responsible for developing a coherent and well-coordinated youth policy? The line is 0861-987-000. It is Thought Council this morning with leaders of youth formations in their political parties, in the IFP, in the DA, and in the ANC. 9 a.m. to noon. This is Power Talk on Power 98.7. Indeed, and you can always join us in this conver- in, in our conversations on 0861-987-000 and you can send us a voice note on the WhatsApp line 083-303-7093 in conversation with political youth leaders. Just trying to get a sense, where are we as young people and what is some of the work that they are doing as organizations for young people to move them forward? Joy, there's always this uh, issue of whether or not, I mean, you spoke about the National Youth Strategy, for example. The National Youth Policy keeps coming you know, back and forth uh, between the ministry's office and so on. Who should be at the center of developing a coherent and coordinated uh, youth policy framework in this country where we can identify that even all government departments are actually uh, getting enough traction in terms of youth development. Uh, Thank you very much. I think as per the government framework, obviously there is a responsible ministry, the Ministry of Department of uh, Women, Youth and People with Disabilities and there is a any agency called the NYT that is an agency of young people in terms of its act that is responsible for the development of uh, the national youth policy. Mm. I do believe that uh, there is challenges with ensuring that there is quality consultation. We believe in a motto that says nothing about us without us as young people. And we believe young people where they are, they've got serious uh, potential of adding serious value into this policy by explaining really what their challenges are and how they they would also be able to propose solutions. So we believe that at the level that we are at, the problem has been and we believe it is a proper consultation, quality consultation. But also we believe the presidency should spearhead and champion ensuring that other departments buy into the national youth policy once it's adopted by cabinet and parliament. Because with other departments, they believe that youth development is not their core mandate. As a result, uh, there is no accountability on what they are doing as departments to ensure that they champion programs or initiatives that are meant at empowering young people. So we believe the presidency should really uh, take it upon himself to ensure and uh, to champion uh, that 
uh, strategy or the implementation of the national youth policy to ensure that there is a result. I mean, there's a lot of things that we had, uh, there's a lot of initiatives that mm. had been uh, adopted through the strategy, but in terms of accountability and the implementation of those initiatives, there's a lot that needs to be, that is, there's a lot that uh, has not been done. Yeah. And we believe that they need to be a champion and maybe it has to be centralized and elevated to the office of the president. Okay, Mtokozisi, one of the issues that keep coming up around the question on informal economies, especially in this age of dire, dire, uh, you know, unemployment, particularly youth unemployment. In fact, uh, during the open line, the last call I, I fielded was with Mandla, if I'm not mistaken, and we spoke about, uh, no, just before uh, the last second call or something like that was with Mandla, but we're talking about this idea of, you know, informal economy and how you integrate it into productive economy, how you protect it. Now we often see, you know, different uh, municipalities uh, hitting hard on people who are not compliant, who don't have uh, permits to trade and so on. What is your idea as the IFP Youth Brigade on how we should be elevating the informal economy, investing in it and also creating a policy for it? Well, I'm glad you asked about that because that is at the core part of our our agenda. Because when, when, when um, Pete spoke about the spaces that you are speaking about in terms of economy yeah. and harbors and whatnot, and indicated that mainly young people have not been exposed to that particular space. Now, it will take you some time. You need to step into that space. But particularly, the space that has been always at the center of the people that we represent is the local and informal economy, mm. particularly your township economy, your rural economy, where you've got young gens who have started a a cooperative, they want to push something in Eloxini or wherever. Where there's no funding for that, those dreams of those young people who have come together and said, listen, there are no job opportunities in our country. Let us create something that is going to sustain us, whether it's in small farming, um, whether it is selling amakunya, whatever that they want to um, tap in, in, into in that particular small space or informal economy. I don't think that they get sufficient support. You've got municipalities with a your local economic development offices, yes. which do not actually locally develop young people because whatever sponsorship there should be called, there is now looted by these officials in the municipalities. But we do believe that if that could be championed, young people will not be at the mercy of employers because they will be employers themselves. Now you find young people capable but not have capital to start those small, small businesses that will actually expose them I mean, in line with that response you are giving, you have the benefit of running certain municipalities, um, especially in KwaZulu-Natal as the IFP. As the Youth Brigade of the IFP, is this some thinking that you are able to infuse in the work of those municipal councils? We have successfully done that. Hence, I'm making reference to it because I know, um, 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 Mr. Mguni, that I can take a point and say this is what we did at Mdubatwa when we governed, this is what we did at Kwanongo, but I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just making a point that those are the spaces where we've got, we even have a, had a resolution that in all the municipalities that we are going to govern, we, have, we must have a youth manager and a youth officer. Yeah. A person who is mainly dedicated on those particular spaces where you address young people's issues, whether it's in business, it's in uh, the local economy and uh, informal economy, whether it's in schools, but in all the spaces, but even to an extent of saying, what are the young women experiencing in terms of abuse? And all those kind of things have been structured around those offices in order to ensure that 
the priorities of young people where we actually govern is being um, um, attended to. Okay. Now, this should be escalated into your, your provincial government and national government. Now, when you start, because your frustration is that no one wants to take accountability in the national government. From each department, they say, no, we're not responsible. They throw to the next department. And the eventuality of the matter is that you are stuck with the minister, Maite Mashamayete, who, okay, who will never in this particular term address anything related to young people. Because okay, let's, has, let's, let's the hold idea. it there for now, Mtogosisi, because I have to go to news headlines. But when I return back, Luyolo, I want us to talk about support for youth innovation and enterprise. My guests are Mtogosisi Ngumalo, IFP Youth Brigade Chairperson, Luyolo PT, Leader of Federal DA Youth, and Joy Maimela, Coordinator of ANC Youth League Task Team. 0861-987-000 is the line to find us on. It is half past ten. That means Thomas White is ready. You're listening to Power Talk, 9 a.m. to noon. 25 minutes to the hour 11, the second hour of Power Talk this morning. That means Thought Council. And we are just looking at how do political youth uh, formations contribute to the progress of youth development. Joy Maimela, Mtokozis Ngumalo, and Luyolo Mpiti are my guests. Please do dial in on 0861-987-000 so that uh, they do not run out of time to respond to some of your questions. Luyolo, I wanted to come back to you on this uh, question around support for youth innovation and enterprise uh, and by innovation i really truly mean uh, harvesting those ideas young people have that can be scaled up uh, to be groundbreaking in fact i don't necessarily see enough of that happening how do you read it as the da youth definitely i think you know we we we've been calling for that particular space for young people to be opened because it's not that young people don't want to participate in the economy or it's not that we don't have great ideas or innovative ideas we do we just don't know where to go because there's so many departments and places that you know have you know youth opportunities or applications for this so one one of the things and the ways in which to get this thing right is to have a one-stop shop for young people where we we centralize all the resources um all the initiatives all the grants all the funding to support business ideas in one place um one of the problems that we have now is that you have you know many departments trying to do the same thing and so you know there's a lot of uh, you know, applications for here, for, you know, for funding for this, for that. And so if we could centralize and have a one-stop shop for young people, that would be the first start. Okay. Secondly, the NYDA is supposed to play that particular role. I mean, you know, I've spent the, the past two months traveling the country and visiting NYDA uh, branches. And it's completely changed my view on the NYDA because the NYDA does actually have a great business strategy. Mm. Um, it's just not being operationalized in the way that it should. And so in saying that, um, we need to be looking at, for example, having those grants and funding um, that is being made available by the NYDA to be widespread. Many young people don't know about these funds. Many mm. young people don't know that grants are being provided by the NYDA. And on top of that, you can't even go onto the NYDA website and apply for a grant because you have to actually hand in a physical form to a, inside an office. These are one of the problems that we have that actually you know, demotivate young people from actually wanting to, to continue their ideas um, and be able to, 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 you know, to have those innovations. Just lastly, on the informal sector, yes. because many of our young people find themselves in that particular sector, is that we saw in the COVID-19 pandemic last year, many of the businesses that actually re- re- received um, relief funds were businesses that were formalized. 
Um, but many young people who were actually in the formal sector never actually received uh, relief because they did not have a bank statement. They did not have, uh, they had not been registered at the CIPC. And so we need to start actually formalizing a database of all these informal informal sectors. Of course, we want the, the, the goal to be formal to formalize informal businesses because that gives them and opens up opportunities for those businesses. But for those that are not at that stage, we need to create a database. We need to know who is part of this informal sector and how exactly we can assist them to grow with support. Mm. The CIPC has a, a bigger role to play in this uh, conversation, uh, Lukona, because the CIPC at this point um, is not actually looking at innovative ways of creating networks and a database in which young entrepreneurs can actually, you know, network with other people who've been in business, who understand business. Um, so these are the things that I think needs to be done. The DA is very clear on our stance in terms of the support for the informal sector, support for young people um, in, in terms of grant funding and being able to fund their business ideas. But we need to, um, in, in closing, close the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities. That department is not doing anything for young people. It is not supporting young people. Just to give you a quick example, just this year alone, 12 million rand has been allocated for youth development. I mean, what can you do with that? Yeah. Okay, Leora, let's uh, hold it there. I would like all of you to take notes. I'm going to field in a few calls and then give you an opportunity to respond, starting off with you, uh, Joy. Matunjwa, good morning. Uh, Lukon. Kunjan. EFF in a youth formation. I'll try to explain this at the end uh, so that okay. we, we, we are all on par. They don't have a youth formation, so we will find a creative way to engage with them. I don't want to do the misnomer that the ANC does of reducing them into a youth formation that must be responded to by youth political organizations. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Especially youth uh, on the level of organizations, the organizations are going to be a part of the organization. The organization it's them it's about time they come together and fight because I'm just a UTTA, I'm just a U. They need to come together and fight this Yerushava when when call. Thank you so much, Matunja, joining us at Dandi on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. good morning. Good morning, Lukona, and good morning to your guests. Um, l- l- let me start by expressing my disappointment on the on the um, on the youth uh, brigades in this South Africa. I think uh, uh, Joy, the you guys have been. Uh, I think you've been absent, man, when, when mm. it comes to the issue. The, the young people. I think you, 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 or should I say, you've been sleeping on duty when it comes to the issue of uh, the issues that are affecting the young people. Mm. Uh, for an example, on the issue of education. I mean. We know that when it comes to this country, uh, the black youth are the most underprivileged, especially on the issue of education. I have not had enough voice or I've not had enough conviction from uh, the ANC League and, and, and other brigades. Uh, I think one of the reasons we corner maybe is because of an entrenched patronage network that is existing within, especially the ANC, because we know that, you know, uh, the, the, 
the youth league has been reduced to uh, another factional battle or another factional uh, wing that is used by the older people to fight uh, you know they 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 push their own interest in in in, in government mm. and and and, and my, my 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 view on on or rather my my my, my my question to all these, you know, youth leaders, yes. you know, that you have in the studio, Ewena Lukona, is: I've seen a developing trend, you know, of you know, the 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 uh, the, 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 the government or the the youth leaders going or graduating into government, you know, to okay. to get uh, the, the ministerial and 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 and, and uh, positions, and afterwards they they seem to forget about the role of the, of the or rather the interest of the young people you know okay. one person in mind is putimana mera you know i once admired this 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 young man he has always been vibrant and so on. but as soon as they they graduate into uh, the ministerial positions they become irrelevant okay. in a way uh, they Rabu, forget uh, I, I, I i got you loud and clear thank you for that call uh, maputi good morning morning lukon and everyone how are you good good how are you I like her Lukona, man. Uh, Lukona's got only one question here. Yes, bro. Uh, thank you for bringing young people on the studio. Uh, Lukona, um, uh, what I'm, my question is, tomorrow we are expecting them to be the future leaders, and some of them you're going to find them in the parliament in future. And some are so already my, there. In fact, two of them are already in parliament. <laughs> thank you very much. So my question is, what are they thinking about this thing of legalizing prostitution in South Africa? Okay. Thank you very okay. much. Okay, thank you, Mabudi. Straight to the point, uh, indeed. Uh, Reggie, good morning. Good morning, good morning, Lukona. How are you? I'm well. How are you this morning? Great, great. Thank you. My my issue is that uh, nothing is really seems to be sustainable with these uh, youth programs that we... The, the leaders are, are introducing, you know, and we spend more time, you know, drawing policies, discussing papers and all of that, white paper, yellow, but nothing really gets done on the floor that is sustainable, you know. Mm. I think I just want to make this appeal to, to the leading leaders there that I, I think we should spend more time in formulating strategy that whatever that we implement it's going to be a sustainable uh, thing, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, we see now towards elections that the guys are, are, are just trying to develop policies that are just going to last for a month or, or two weeks. Then after that, we are back to square one, you okay. know. So, so yeah, I think my concern is along those lines. Okay, thank Reggie, you. thank you very much. Joining us on 0861-987-000. Let me give my guests an opportunity to respond, and then I'll go back to uh, the line. Vumanis Piwe, I already see you. Joy, please do respond to uh, some of the sentiments raised there and questions. Thank you very much. I think the first one is on a representation of young people in a decision-making body yeah. uh, that we need to 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 find expression there so that we influence the decisions that come out of those institutions we fully agree i mean one of the demands when we were marching to treasury just a uh, day before yesterday we were saying that uh, mps and public servants must retire at 60 and we don't understand why lawmakers exempt themselves from this law because we are really uncomfortable with the low representation of young people in governing structures. Yeah. I mean, if you could get just a report on boards, on young people that are part of boards, they are very limited. And that is systematic because when they advertise board members, they require 10 years experience. So systematically, young people are excluded. So that, of course, is one of our program and our initiative as the ANC Youth League. 
the issue of uh, quality of our policies, I fully agree. We need to enhance the quality of our policies because one, we are told as a certain state that you've got very good policies, but their implementation is a problem. So perhaps we should look at our implementation framework. Do we draft sound, practical, and realistic implementation frameworks? Do we allocate enough resources to implement those uh, uh, policies? So mm. that, of course, is a very important uh, comment, and I fully agree that we need to improve on the quality of our policies. I think I'll leave others to be answered, and I'll come back on the one of sex workers. Uh, take it now, Joy, because I'm going to go back to the live. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. I think it's very important that, uh, as, as the ANC speak, our view is that sex workers in the current form uh, suffer a lot of uh, abuse and violence, and we believe that there needs to be a discussion in society on how do you protect them. Perhaps legalizing them and uh, regulating the sector will assist us in protecting sex workers all over the country because we believe the abuse, uh, the violence that they suffer also is permitted by the fact that they, they are, it's an illegal trait. And we're saying legalizing it will assist us as a society to be able to put measures in place to protect them, but also to ensure that they are safe in their work and that uh, we, we bring other aspects that will protect the sector. I think that that is our our position as okay. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Joy. Luyolo, please uh, have a take on some of those uh, uh, sentiments and questions raised by Matunjwa Khabu, Mabudi, and Reggie. Thanks, Lukona. And I think really great questions there um, from, from the three three callers. I'll, I'll start with the first one. And, you know, I think the first one is very important on the issue of representation. Um, because representation does continue to be a problem, um, you know, across the country, um, um, and many people look at representation only from a political point of view. Um, and, and I think we need to start changing our thinking on that to, to understand that, you know, to be young doesn't need to be legitimized by being in politics. Um, there are a lot of young people who are doing amazing work um, in civil society, um, in different sectors in this country. And those efforts and those, you know, that action is helping us and contributing to the cause of young people in this country. And for those who do actually want to be in the space of politics, um, represent, representation does matter. So when you look at the benches in Parliament and you look and you see that there aren't any young people, um, there's only a few young people that are sitting on those benches, you realize that there's a problem. And that problem is not a political one. It, it's not a, a problem of the DA versus ANC versus EFS, it's a problem that we actually need to sit down and be able to, 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 to talk about and understand how actually do we open up the space and not allow ourselves to co-sign the status quo in those spaces because that's what happens to young people in those spaces. Yeah. Once you get in, the only way you stay is when you co-sign what happens in that particular platform. So we need to stop that and we need to shake the table and be able to, 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 to change those, those ideas. On policies, policies... Um, I, I, you know what, I think policies are a very important look on it because um, one of the problems that we have is we have policies in this country that have, you know, that basically say the same thing. Uh, we are not thinking out, out the box. We're not thinking about how, you know, we need to repeal some of these laws that are actually stopping job creation, um, that are actually stopping the growth of this economy. So I, 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 I do believe that there's, there's some sense as young leaders to have a very 
um, um, strong mind on policy matters and being able to talk about policy because it is only policy that is going to take us to a place of being able to change um, some of the issues that we have. Okay, thank you very much. Let me pay the bills and then I'll come back to you. Nine minutes to 11. Let me come back to you and probably uh, press more on the question around how can you as youth leaders come together and find a common, you know, agenda to pursue and fight for? Do you even meet each other? Um, thanks, Lucon. You know, Lou uh, 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 Yolo will actually attest to this. I've said this in our first interview together with the other representative of the ANC Youth League. To say that, listen, the issues that are facing young people are not political issues, particularly in the IFP or the ENC and the DA, but they are issues that run across young people that we are deployed to represent and that whom elected us to represent. And I've made on, on, on numerous occasions an extension of a hand and say, let us sit down together at any available time of the leaders to say, let us sit down and create space for our engagement and even extend it to those people whom we think might make a better contribution outside of politics. Because I think Leon has said that there are many young, capable people who are professionals like yourselves. You'll be making your own contributions in the NYDA, which we are looking forward to it. And many other young people who are not particularly in the political space, but that have got a meaningful contribution to society. Where we are, What we must do as young leaders is to create that space to engage so that whatever platform that we engage in, it translates to the formation of the policies that will be responsive to both people who are in the academic space, the political space, and all other various spaces that need youth representation. Because I think that if we start there, Mm. it will actually start to address the representation of young people in various spaces. Because I want to um, concur with with Louis Ollo when he says that not only when you speak about youth representation, you must only look at and, and politics. There yes. are many spaces where young people are excelling, who are doing exceptionally well, which we must commend at any given time, and say these particular people in professional spaces, let us sit down together with them, formulate policies that will be translated and become our political mandate as young people in parliament to say these are the issues that young people want us to address, and then we stand for that. Because what happens is that many young people now get co-opted into the systems of parliament and understand how parliament works instead of understanding what young people actually yeah. um, um, want. I think in my opening remarks, look on, look on, I did say that, you know, uh, uh, when we get as representatives of young people, we tend to forget and start to enjoy the benefits that comes with your deployment, but actually get to forget what, uh, 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 what you've been deployed to do. And there, there was a caller who, I think it was the second caller who said that, the, the ANC Youth League and the ISPU Brigade has been sleeping on duty. Well, we take we take that criticism yeah. um, because I, I don't feel that we have done enough um, um, as from our side in terms of addressing young um, young, young people issues. And that's, a, and, over, and that's a good point of concession. Tawazisi, please allow me to go back to the line so that I don't lose my listeners and I'll give all of you an opportunity to respond once more. Fumani, good morning. Morning, uh, brother uh, Kule. <laughs> Is that a new one? <laughs> no, no, it's a stronger speaker, man. Sometimes I get confused. Sorry about that. <laughs> How are you? And I'm trying to save time. No, go for I'm, it. Go for it. I've learned uh, yesterday that uh, we're both in uh, Students of Development for Life, as we're speaking about the said the passing. Yes, yes. Now, um, 
that there's a caller just before, I think the last, who mentioned about the political and non-political youth. Yes. I think makes my contribution easier to make. Okay. The fact that we have people over 30, over 27 or over 30, called blindly like young people, it's an accident of liberation history. We all know that. Mm. Because many people were fighting for the liberation of our country, my generation actually, uh, from 1976. So when we changed, we found that we have a lot of people that have to be assisted. Yeah. But maybe it's time to review what we mean by, by young people. Mm. Because when we speak, especially on the political level, as young people, how, how, what is common between a 17 to 24 and a 35-year-old? Yeah. Because a 35-year-old, if they not have a job, they are potentially unemployed. Mm. But a 17 to 24 is looking okay. Vumani, I think that point is I think that that point is well made and I'll get my panel to respond to it. Masingita, good morning. good morning, Lukona. How are you? I'm well, how are you? No, I'm fantastic, man. Look Lukona, I want to comment on an issue that you raised during the open line. Yeah. Um, in relation to the apathy or this um growing disaffection with the political system, Mm. particularly among young people, you know? Yeah. Um, Because I'm actually most interested in finding out whether this uh, growing disaffection cuts across all the different um, racial groups Mm. or it is highly concentrated in one racial group. Because I'm entirely not convinced, the Lukona, that the young white South Africans are also not participating in the election. Okay. Because I think uh, if we do, um, you know, uh, uh, try to find out reasons why um, young black South Africans are not participating in the elections, that can actually help us in mapping the way forward. You know, because okay. we, uh, you, you know, as a, black, as, a, as a young black person, I really find no reason to continue to service a system that is not benefiting me in any way. Masingita, I got you loud and clear. Let me go back to my panel. Uh, perhaps let me start with you, Mtokozisi. You all have a minute each to wrap. Well, thank you. Um, I think what, what, what the um, listeners have said was just their expression of what yes. they think should be done. Because I think the previous speaker just mentioned that um, 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 the, the system cannot be fed anymore. But I think ultimately we need to make our contribution in, in, in the poll. Whether we, our registration is on the 16th and 17th, I mean the 17th and 18th, should determine what then happens in the future. Because when you sit back and, 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 and not make your contribution in terms of whether you vote the current government out or you continue voting them, does not change or you yourself do not contribute mm. into the well-being and the structuring of the country. Because I think all political parties have made their expression. It's only uh, rest upon the voter to say, I want to change my vote. I want to change for it. I want to have a government that is actually going to work for me. Okay. So I think it, it, this is a call that we should make to all young South Africans to say, if you want change, we know we've been voting for the same organization for over years. Our lives are getting worse each day. So we need to change our vote to a party that will actually so make our I've, I've, I've got you. Luyolo, closing remarks? Thanks, Lukona. And I, I think just quickly for me, um, uh, uh, just the last comment that was just made by the caller, just to say that, yes, um, you know, we've seen a lot of, of the older generation and, you know, the older politicians use this 
you know, young people are apathetic, young people don't want to vote. Mm. And, and I think it is an excuse. Um, and I think uh, young people decide and make decisions not to vote. But right now, we no longer have that luxury because we are in a race against time. We saw the unemployment stats. Seven in ten young people are unemployed in this country. The expanded definition is at 74.7%. So we are in a crisis level. And only young people standing up at this particular time and raising their voices in this political framework that we find ourselves in is important. It's significant. We need to do it. And I don't think anymore we can sit back and say that, well, it's not serving me. Uh, this system is not serving me. It's not serving any of the young people okay. in this country. So what are we going to do? We need to stand up and do something about it by voting. Joy, a last qu- a last point from you. Thank you very much. I think the last caller is actually saying we need to conduct research on the apathy of young people, except, especially racially, the patterns yeah. of voting and not voting. And I think that is a comment that is very much noted. And the issue of the age prescription, there is that general discussion of young people on reviewing the age, uh, the age prescription that defines young people in this country. And that is an ongoing discussion. Okay. I think it's an important discussion that will then shape in the future who do we term as a young person in Ab- this country. Absolutely. Joy Luyolo and Mtogosese, thank you so much for joining me. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you, Lukona. Okay, those were the youth leaders in the DAIFP and ANC. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.